welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me today is the Turkey Biden pardoned. Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I thought we were saving all the Thanksgiving jokes for the bonus. That's it. That's it. I'm done now. Okay. I'll have to save mine for the bonus. Yeah. Um, how you doing, John? What's up? I'm doing great. How about you? How's your I'm weekend do- going? Doing good. Um, we put up our Christmas tree last night. This is the first time we've like oh, had was- a Christmas tree up in our own house. I was actually going to ask you when you guys started putting your Christmas decorations up. Last night. And I guess it's I guess it's the night after Thanksgiving. What about wow, you? So, so, that, so that means it's a fake tree, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'd like to start getting them up this weekend, and then, um, you know, I I I think a real tree is the way to go. So I can't put that up quite yet, but yeah. Um, but I will as soon as it won't die in time for Christmas. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're fake. We're artificial over here. You know, we just we crave convenience over authenticity. The, the only the only reason that I am that I go the real tree route is because last year it was like such a of course we got a real tree and um we had these like terrible little stands for it. And they were like the most difficult things to use in the world. I don't know if you've ever used like tree stands to get it to stand mm-hmm. up, but it was so difficult to use that I got kind of fed up with it. And I just went on Amazon and I bought like the best, most convenient, easiest tree stand like you could find. And it was like a hundred bucks. And yeah. um, and it, it's perfect. So now I'll be a, tr- a real tree person forever just to make that purchase worth it. Yeah, it's the sunk cost fallacy. Exactly. I have really weird fears that are like come from the dumbest places. My fear with getting a real tree is that it'll be like in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and there'll be like a critter living in it that I've brought into my house. Oh, I thought you I'm were sure say that it'll catch fire. Well, that too. The second tree has a has a squirrel in it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure that's not actually happened to like anyone in real that life. Seem, that seems like it could realistically happen though. Exactly. My fears are things that are like realistic enough that they're maybe worth considering, but like no one has ever actually had it happen. Like I don't like swimming in the ocean or lakes if I can't see the bottom, not because I'm scared of like, you know, what swims underneath us. Like I'm not scared of jellyfish or sharks or anything. I'm afraid I'm going to step on a broken bottle and get glass in my foot. I've never heard of anyone doing that. I don't know why that's my fear, but I am just afraid of like, I know people. I bet that could happen. But it seems like if you were worried about that, you'd also be worried about stepping on a jellyfish. I'm not like a shell. My wife would have the same effect. Oh yeah. Shells are sharp. Um, no, I'm thinking about glass and my wife has even been stung by a jellyfish. Like I've seen that happen. I've never seen someone step on a beer bottle, but I just instinctively know enough people litter in the ocean, enough people drink on boats. There's going to be broken glass at the bottom of every lake or ocean. That's pretty silly. I'm strange. You know? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways. We got anything else to start off or um, I don't think so. I don't think I do. All right. We've got a marathon today, so uh I say let's get into these issues. Yeah, we do. Let's do it. All right. Uh but first a word from the Better Business Bureau. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at bbb.org. 
And we're back. We're back with the Hobgoblin. Yeah. Okay, I know I said I was done with the Thanksgiving no, don't, stuff. Don't, don't, don't. No, don't, it, don't. it can't. If you steal, if you steal my joke that I only haven't made yet because I'm waiting for the turkey episode, then I'm going to be upset, Zach. You can do it. <laughs> Fine, just do it. I hope on Turkey Day, everyone made sure to hobgobgobgoblin their food. Ter- terrible. Mine's still better. I'm saving I'm sure, it for the bonus. I'm sure it is. But we, I, it had to be a, a goblin issue. Yep. Yeah, I know. It, it is funny that that worked out. I mean, it kind of didn't because the joke still sucks, but no, it but was it my only opportunity. Out, but it did work out that it's a goblin episode on Thanksgiving. Right. You know. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, we're in issue 74 of Ultimate Spider-Man. It's written by our regular starting five, Bendis, Bagley, Hannah, Smith, Iliopolis. Um, We open on Peter and Harry in Peter's basement with Harry holding the Spider-Man mask. So this is like picking up where we were two issues ago because the last one was just like a Harry flashback issue. And... Peter asks him if he just said that Harry dated MJ before he did. And Harry doesn't answer uh, and says, Thing is, no one understands all the crap we've been through. Even if we told them, how could they? And that means there's no one to help us. All we have is each other. It's only us, right? There's like a weird amount of guys in this series that are like, nobody understands what it's like. (laughs) everyone's out to get us so we can at least cross off the list that the cure to male loneliness is superpowers yeah we know that's not it um and peter says yeah and harry suddenly hugs him and says i'm gonna help you and you're gonna help me and then he leaves peter's house and if this all sounds like reassuring and like Harry's, you know, being nice. It it's not. It's kind of cryptic and weird and we're meant to feel like uh mm-hmm. like it was a strange encounter. Um and we changed scenes to Midtown High the next day where the kids are reading silently in class. And MJ looks over sadly at Peter who seems to be ignoring her. And she tries to show him a note, but he won't look at it. And she coughs to get his attention, and he sees the note, says, Want to make out during lunch? And he reads it and then glares back down at his desk. And she writes, What's wrong? And kicks his leg to try and get him to read it. But the teacher catches her and yells at her not to drag Peter down to her level. Peter's being such a jerk. Well, and so is the teacher i thought you as a teacher would have like some criticism for this guy like (laughs) he starts off the scene saying you all did terribly on your test so we're going to use this period for you to sit and silently read the textbook (laughs) yeah that's true uh that's not good pedagogy is it (laughs) you know what you know what my actual thought was when i read that and then i and then i saw the panel of the whole class being quiet i go our class would never be that quiet. <laughs> do you think that teacher just they, needs a break? They would never do that. Um, do, do you think he like doesn't actually care about them learning anything? He's just wants a quiet period. <laughs> he has papers to grade. That's, yeah, that's that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude seems so miserable. And later, uh, there's not really any explanation for this scene. Uh, We just see Peter on the roof of the school in his Spider-Man costume, and Mary Jane runs out the door onto the roof after him. It's kind of weird, because it's like, how did she know he was up there? Why was he up there in his Spider-Man suit? It doesn't. Why do these kids have access to the roof of the school? Yeah, we're just not meant to ask these questions. And she asks him why he's mad at her, and he's like... When were you going to tell me that you used to date Harry? And she says they weren't going out. And he says, oh, well, what were you doing then? And she says she doesn't think it was a big deal. And Peter says it wasn't. But the fact that she hid it from him is. 
and she reaches for his mask and asks him to take it off and he grabs her wrist hard enough it hurts her this was like a a red flag to me john i'm like mary jane you should probably get some help (laughs) yeah yeah peter's going a bit overboard Uh, yeah i'll say and uh he asks why she wouldn't tell him this when he tells her everything including him being spider-man and she apologizes and asks why he's so mad about this and he yells at her because you're going to die (laughs) yeah it's not funny i mean it's it's funny because it's insane yeah it is um and then he says you're this stupid that you would lie to me about osborne about a guy like this gosh mary jane does need to go get some help i know (laughs) She doesn't deserve this. Uh, he says, remember that that day you almost died when Harry's dad threw you off the bridge? Remember? I asked you then what you were doing at Harry's house in the first place. And even after Harry's dad almost kills you, all of that, Harry comes back and you run right back to him. You're going to get killed because of all of this, and it's going to be my fault. Even though you lied to me, even though you put yourself in this stupid situation, all by yourself. It's still going to be my fault. Um, I, I don't know. He's, he's, gosh, he's not wrong, but he's not right either. He's making his point badly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like last issue. You know, yeah. it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Right, his feelings are valid, but he's being an absolute dick but, expressing but them. She, but she, well, not even about them dating stuff. That stuff's pretty stupid. Like, right. But but for but the fact for that him it puts to be her yelling, in danger, and like that she like ran back to him as soon as he got back. You know, like I noticed that on the very first panel we see of them, they're like walking right next to each other, like kind of cozied up, like, and it's like, oh, that is that is kind of kind of strange after everything that's happened you probably want to like steer clear of that until you know what's going on yeah she's still in like high school student mode and he's in like hyper alert superhero mode and she doesn't experience the same things as him she doesn't see the same things as him and so she just doesn't see like the danger in it she's like oh hey look our friend is back yeah and that that's getting to him And Peter takes off his mask and we see that he had been crying and he tells Mary Jane the Osbournes are nuts and to stay away from Harry and then says he should have never told her who he was and he swings away. And later. Later, MJ is walking and Harry Osborne approaches her and he asks asks her where Peter is and she asks Harry if he told Peter about them. And Harry says he assumed she had already told Peter a long time ago, and he just made a passing joke about it. And and MJ's like, well, I'd like to hear the joke. And Harry says he can't remember it. And Harry starts to apologize, and Mary Jane starts crying and says she thinks Peter just broke up with her. And she says he didn't say the words, but she thinks that's what happened. And Harry goes, he's not the same guy. And MJ says, I know. He's better. And uh, Harry tells her that Peter's not happy. And he mentions Gwen Stacy and MJ reminds him that's not all Peter's going through. He also lost his uncle Ben just a few months ago. And Harry says it doesn't mean he has to take it out on her. And uh, Mary Jane defends Peter and says he's not. And Harry says, okay. And she snaps and again says, He's not. And uh, what, what do you what do you make of uh, this conversation with Harry? I mean, I think he's I think he's a manipulator. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. OK, for once in the series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. He really came back and he's like kind of trying to like plot and ploy. He's not just living in the moment anymore, is he? 
Dude, all those like therapists and hypnotists have like somehow awakened the brain cells he wasn't using. Yeah. Um and she defends Peter and tells Harry that uh she should have told him. Okay, that they okay, here's my question though. Is he trying to manipulate her because he wants to date her? Or is he trying to manipulate her for like revenge on Peter or something? Like, I think he's driving a wedge between them for Spider-Man reasons. Okay. I think so too. Yeah. Poor MJ. Right. Um so she defends Peter and uh tells Harry that she should have told him that they dated and Harry says, "Why? He doesn't tell you everything. Did he tell you that he killed my dad?" And she says, "Peter wouldn't do that." And Harry says, spider-man would does harry think that peter killed his dad like for real or is he making this up he knows that he didn't we just saw last issue nick fury tell him you can't see your dad until we figure out how to make him not the goblin oh yeah so he's Uh he's definitely lying he knows that's not the truth um And we change scenes to Spider-Man stopping a robbery of a hot dog stand outside of the Guggenheim Museum. And it's a pretty run-of-the-mill Spider-Man adventure, only Peter's not joking and quipping. He's, like, taking out his rage on petty criminals and beats the tar out of them. And he throws one of the robbers through a car windshield, and someone runs over to check on him and yells that he's not moving. Okay. The the and Peter's upset because he hurt the guy too badly. But what's funny about this is this guy's head is clean through the windshield. Like yeah. and that's the only part of him that's through it. There's no possible way he's like getting out of that position without horribly cutting up his like face and neck and everything. Like yeah. This guy might seriously be dead from <laughs> from the the cuts. And I but think that's what Peter not. thinks. Yeah. Um and we do see later like his face is away from us and there's blood dripping from it. Like we're not meant to see his face because it's so I guess that's cut. true. We can't see his throat either really like on yeah. that side. So okay. Yeah, so Peter looks shocked and carries the man into a hospital himself. And he tells the nurses to tell the police he'll be waiting outside for them. And he's sitting outside when Captain Jeanne DeWolf walks up. And he tells her that he's turning himself in. And she's like, for what? And he says he put someone in the hospital and she reminds him that they've met before. And he keeps trying to explain that he lost control and wants to take responsibility for his actions. But Captain DeWolf tells him she's not going to arrest him. She says the robber was about to kill the hot dog vendor for $37 before he stepped in, and all he did was knock the guy unconscious and sprained his arm. I don't think that's true, but whatever. <laughs> well, she's, she's not wrong that he shouldn't go to jail for this. Doesn't, you know, the guy was about to kill someone over, like, hot dog money, so. That guy is definitely. Are we really going to really blame? Are, are we, is that what you're saying, Zach? When no, a super. When a superhero stops a bad guy too too badly, they they go to jail. No, I'm saying Captain DeWolf, this guy is definitely in a coma and she's lying because she just doesn't care. She just wants to make him feel better. There's no way he just got he got knocked unconscious and his his shoulders like sprained. <laughs> that dude is on death's yeah, she door. She didn't tell him he like lost an eye. <laughs> yeah, she's she's omitting some information for sure. Um, and she commends Spider-Man for his good work and tells him he's got to relax and then gives him her card and walks away. Dude, I don't know. She well, I just, like her. Dude, she strikes me as like, what's his name? Joe Arupio or whatever. The, the one sheriff that thought he was like Clint Eastwood and now is like huge on Fox News. Dude. <laughs> that She's is like I don't care if these criminals live or die. That is such a that is such a silly comparison. No, 
No way. Would you say the same about about um Commissioner Gordon with Batman? Dude, no. I'm not a She's just she's just saying No way. Dude, <laughs> she <laughs> definitely thinks she's the thin blue line like stopping chaos on the streets and No, I don't th- think so at all. I think she's like dude we're supposed to, to like her. Dude, you, need I, to, you need to chill. Yeah, you accidentally hit this guy a little too hard. Like, it's no big deal. Okay, he's fine. I you know. That's what the story is. That's textually what it is. I just am getting fash vibes from her. Oh my gosh. I don't agree at all. I was okay. like... I was like, this is the best part of this issue for me. Is like when she comes in and she's like chill with your teenage breakdown you're having okay relax i'm not like other cops i'm a cool cop i don't uh it is funny that she's like huh now that i'm up close to you i can clearly see that you're like 12 all all these issues where like these cops are so stupid they they keep wanting to arrest spider-man even though he's not doing anything and then finally we get the cop that's not like that and you're like i don't like her she's a fascist (laughs) Well, the point is, this was, like, not him good Spider-Manning. This was him bad Spider-Manning. I don't think it was that bad. Sometimes you gotta put these people in their place. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Yep. If you commit a crime, nothing's off limits. (laughs) Anything goes. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Anyways. It's a it's a fun scene. It's a fun scene because you can interpret it many different ways, and clearly I'm interpreting interpreting it the wrong way. I I don't think my interpretation is what they intended. I'm just having fun here. I I figured this was the start of like uh, a a like Commissioner Gordon Batman type relationship between a beautiful Captain friendship DeWolf and Spider Man. Oh, it is. I'm just I okay. don't know. I'm in a mood. Um. <laughs> So that night, Peter comes home to their new house to find Aunt May unpacking the kitchen. At first, I thought it was the old house, and I was like, damn, they're still packing up. But then they they say later that it's the new one. Um, And Aunt May tells him that Mary Jane came by looking for him. And he asks if she said anything, and May says, she told me you're having a big fight. Told me it was her fault. Is it? Not her fault. Definitely not. (laughs) He says he doesn't know, and May says she got May she got Mary Jane to help her unpack some stuff anyways, and she says she feels bad for taking advantage of her guilt, and Peter says good. And they hug, and May says, oh, and Harry Osborne called. I don't like him. Those Osbournes are all trouble. And just then, the phone rings, and May answers it and says, no, Harry, Peter isn't home. And Peter takes the phone from her and says, what do you want from me, Harry? And Harry just says, it's time. You help me, I'll help you. Bring the costume. And he hangs up and Peter says, I have to go back out. Creepy. Very. I feel like he's not wanting him for any good reasons, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Why does he want him again? Oh, yeah. Dude, we find, we find out, out in the next issue. <laughs> in your issue. That's your question to answer. Yeah. Um so because I I feel like this move has been built up for so long, I gave this issue uh seven out of ten issues ago since they first mentioned moving. <laughs> okay, I like it. What do um, you think? I uh you know, I just don't care about this like little high school love triangle thing and it's taking up a lot of the forefront of these issues lately i feel like um but this issue was saved by the scene with captain DeWolf and spider-man so i'm i'm gonna give this one i gave it six and a half out of ten teenage breakdowns but what was yours issues Issues ago since since they they first mentioned moving yeah, and I I look back. I really each issue is a month. 
That's like 10 months. Is it a month in the real world? Yes. Like 10 months ago, they were like... I mean, mean, I'm sorry, not the real world. Is it a month in the comic world? Oh, definitely not. It's like a day in the comic world. Okay, so, so they've... So they moved pretty quickly then. Like 10 days. Actually, I mean, time doesn't make sense. Because... We found out recently. Sometimes it, it's a week. Sometimes it's a it's a day. Sometimes it's a month. You know, it's best when you just don't think about it. Yeah, like we, I think we established last week that it's been nine months since the series started and Peter got bit, and by the end of the run, they'll be like, "Wow, what a crazy year that was!" And it's like you can't tell me all hundred and sixty of these issues took place in a year. <laughs> so. So how long did Gwen, how long was Gwen, like, living in, because she didn't join right at the start of the run. No. Apparently so, they, so like, she was only, like, her four months, five months, or what? Yeah, they met her, and then she moved in and died all within a few months. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis, you swine. Time in comic books is just like the worst thing. You really. I hope she, I hope she comes back. Yeah, I'd be thankful for a Gwen Stacy return. Dude, we're done talking about Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Knock right. it off. Next, next issue. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really like this one that much. You know, six and a half. That's probably about as low as I've gone on on these uh, ultimate runs in a while. Yeah, I'm with you on the shut up about Harry and MJ dating thing. Like, that is just not a... Just shut up about Peter being so jealous. You know what he should do? Just be like, oh, okay. You know what he should do? He should realize that the villain is trying to manipulate him. Like, because he can see that Harry's trying to manipulate MJ. But why can't he see that he's... He's also doing it to himself. Like, Harry's doing it to him. Harry's doing it to Peter. Pronouns, man. Yeah. He needs to, like, take a step back, breathe, and, like, realize what's going on. But he's just yeah. reacting to everything. Yeah. Um. Okay, issue 75? Yep. You got anything else? I don't. This, this is a- one has a cool little 75th issue sticker on the front of it. I was going to say, this is like kind of a a noteworthy number, you know, anytime you get a multiple of 25, you know, they're, that's kind of a milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Math. (laughs) Um, so we meet back up with Harry. This is just Hobgoblin part four. It's done by the same creative team. And we meet back up with Harry. This is from a couple of days ago, right? When Isn't this interesting how our issues worked? Yours kind of was present to present. And then mine was like a flashback. And now it's picking back up where my last issue left off. Where he says cellar door and all of Harry's memories comes come back. And then they're about to walk down that cellar door. Zach, did it's you almost like that that's out? intentional. You son of a gun. Yeah. Well, they also planned it out, too. Like, I'm sure Ben. Well, they didn't plan two people doing. No, I'm saying they planned it out. I picked up on it and I was like, okay, I'm going to have John do the flashback issues. I'll do the present day issue. Okay. Wow. What a partner. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, so we meet back up with Harry. It's two days ago. He just, he just, uh, found out about the cellar door stuff with, his dad's former employee Shaw and they walk down into this big green goblin lab and there's some fun Easter eggs down there. You know, we've got the green goblin mask from the movies sitting up on a pole. And then we've got the animated series goblin mask also sitting up. And I don't know what that third goblin mask is. Is that just like the one from this, this run? It looks like the one from this run, which is confusing because he doesn't actually wear a mask. That's his face. Well, and there's that's also interesting because we can see there's like a body over there in the in the bottom left. So it's almost like he is building like a goblin suit that he could just go into as a person, maybe or and a not decoy have to transform or a decoy. Yeah, maybe it's like a and like he's a also drone. got some auto octopus arms in there. 
along with a bunch of money. It looks like, and it's, and there's even a bed, like he can like lay low there and there's a bunch of Oz formula. It's truly all the things that you would not want Norman Osborn to have his hands on. (laughs) And Shaw says that his dad has been using this area as like a mini Oscorp that no one knows about. It's off the books. So S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't know about it. But Harry is, like, kind of freaking out from, like, learning all this stuff about his dad and all of his memories coming back. And he freaks out and runs away back up the stairs. And Shaw chases Harry outside and tackles him, saying, this isn't working how I hoped. And he says, cellar door again. And Harry passes out. So apparently cellar door just triggers anything. Yeah, it must, like, it, like, turns it it on and turns it off. Yeah. You know? Whatever the plot requires, that one phrase does it. Yeah. So Harry wakes back up at home, and Shaw tells him that uh, he fell asleep in the car while they were having a talk. So Shaw just drove him home. And Shaw tells Harry that they have to find Norman, and Peter Parker will know who who that is. And Harry's like, why will Peter know? And Shaw's like, because he's Spider-Man. And Harry says he doesn't want to help his dad because his dad's a monster. Fury says his dad killed his mom. But Shaw says Fury's a liar and argues that they have to save they have to save Norman because he is all that they have left and vice versa. And uh Shaw says that they have to go to Peter. That's the only way they'll be able to find Norman. And Shaw would go himself. But he says, I can't. I don't exist. I'm invisible to S.H.I.E.L.D. and I want to keep it that way. So Harry has to do it. And this is when Harry calls Peter at the end of last issue and says that it's time to help and to bring his suit. Hmm. So what do you think, Zach? What do you think of our hook here? It's pretty good. I think there's more than meets the eye with Shaw. I I don't. Right now, as of as of exactly where we are, Zach, why do you have to spoil everything? <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. What are you talking about? That's a tease. That's not a spoil. Okay. Okay. Well, to me, right now, it seems like there's nothing going on. You know, Shaw. He's just like his dad's secret employee. Well, that was like what was weird to me. I was like, how does Harry not know who this guy is? But he's apparently so close to Norman because and he knows door. everything. He's probably forgotten him. Okay. <laughs> uh, you think what you think you think Norman is uh you know not <laughs> like Harry just knows what's going on and with Norman all the time. I he's think... like, oh yeah, that's my dad's secret employee who who does all of his like secret evil stuff with him. I think when an omniscient character who we've never met before shows up you're supposed to ask why didn't they use a character that we know you know hmm okay well when this guy originally first showed up i almost asked you zach who is shaw is he like a comic book character or something you know like is he a member of the fantastic four or something no there's like an (laughs) x-men villain named shaw but he looks nothing like this i think this is just his own guy yeah Okay, so let's see. Where are we? Oh, yeah. So Peter tells Aunt May, he gets the phone call from Harry, and he tells Aunt May that he needs to go out. But Aunt May is having none of it. She says, it's the middle of the night in Manhattan. You're not going out. So Peter yells at her. He's yelling at a lot of people lately. You know. He does that. He says, what the hell? It's like, dude, chill. That would not have flown in my house when I was 15. Uh, no way. Uh, but I was actually, that, that's funny. I was just about to ask you, do you do you curse in front of your parents now? It's funny, only on this podcast. I know my mom listens sometimes, but no, I don't. My family is very religious. Yeah. I'll I'll curse, like, for a joke, like for like a comedic effect you know i might say a swear word but but we don't we don't really curse that much either yeah you know but it's not like taboo if we do or anything like that 
I, I have a strange relationship with my, my parents. Like, it's not bad, you know, but I just, I'm a little bit more professional, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's funny that, that they listen to this. They get to hear the real you. Yeah. Cursing I, and everything. <laughs> yeah, I shudder to think how they how they take that. I mean, they know. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Peter is yelling at Aunt May, but she stands her ground. She's not letting him go up, go out. She's like, the Osbournes are nothing but trouble. You you need to not get sucked into whatever they're up to. So apparently Peter doesn't go out and meet up with him, you know, because it's the next day at school all of a sudden. And that's, uh, that's so funny that that's never stopped him before from Spider-Manning around at night. I know. Like, he would just sneak out for any other reason, but it's for this. He's like, guess I can't. Well, it's also funny that, um, like, that's because if one of the other villains, like if Doc Ock or Green Goblin, was like, meet me right now, like Peter would find a way to meet them. But with Harry, he's just like, all right, I guess I'll just deal with this tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it's just Harry. He's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next day at school, Peter is still ignoring Mary Jane and, um, in the morning and during class, he won't even look at her and he's off eating lunch by himself in the football bleachers and MJ manages to track him down. And Did you notice the kid in the background in a Michael Vick Jersey, but it's a basketball <laughs> Jersey for some reason, but it's red number seven and says Vic on the front. No, wait, what? On page oh. 11? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is funny. And yeah. yeah. 2005. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so Peter's eating lunch in the bleachers by himself. MJ tracks him down and she says she's sorry for not telling Peter about Harry. And, it, and he kind of like ignores her. So then she like shouts it at him. And it gets him to give like a bit of a chuckle. And MJ asked Peter if he believes her that she doesn't like Harry. And Peter says that's not the point. And Peter sometimes thinks MJ blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm just not that interested in it, Zach. You know, that uh, even when I was typing out these pages, I was like, Man, this just sounds like every conversation with high schoolers ever. It's like, and then you blah 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 blah, and I think that this and 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 this and this, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, just get over it, guys. They're losing you. <laughs> they they've lost me. You know, I talk about like I like the you know the teen drama in the in these issues, but I think I have the same well, problem like with some you. Of, where well, I like some of it. When I say I like teen drama, I mean like. I want to see friend groups. I want to see, you know, they're forced to hang out with Flash and they don't like it. I wanted to see, you know, like when Gwen was around, that dynamic was fun. I can't stand it when it's just all about their relationship problems 24-7. Who, who likes who? And it's just, that just seems like it's so like high school, you yeah. know? <laughs> I hate to say it, but it feels like that's like, lazy writing you know like when you have all of the kids skipping school and going to the mall and you're kind of exploring all of their characters a little bit that feels more interesting to me than just focusing on i'm mad at my girlfriend because blah 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 yeah and peter and mj do kind of finally get to the the crux of why they're really fighting which is you know because peter says mj is not safe when she's with him and mj thinks that peter like wants to talk about killing norman osborne but like can't you know because harry told her about that so she's like trying to prod him into talking about it and peter's like what are you talking about and mj's like listen harry told me that you killed his dad it's okay and peter like flips out because he's like i didn't kill him why like why are you hanging out with harry i told you he's just like lying about this type of stuff 
And MJ is like, why would Harry say that? And Peter yells at her because he's nuts before running away down the bleachers. And this is where you really do see why Peter is so frustrated because man, like how many times has he asked her to like stop hanging out and talking to, to Harry and she's still like being fed lies that she like believes she's still being manipulated. It's interesting that that's your takeaway is like, oh, this validates him. And I see what you're saying, but I also think this is where it's like, oh my God, Peter, you were so close to the truth. You were so close to figuring it out. She asked the most leading question in the world. She says, I don't understand. Why would Harry say that? And the answer is he's playing you both. Yeah. And yeah, what it's not he because says, he's nuts. It's, <laughs> what he says is because he's nuts. Like, if you had stopped and thought about that question for a second, you would have saved yourself a lot of time and trouble. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 like funny how he like yells it because he's like going super saiyan and he like yells because he's nuts and then he just sprints away from it down the bleachers. It's pretty goofy. He really is. Um, There's like it looks like he his head is like exploding. <laughs> yeah. And so now we're back at Harry's house and he's sitting on the couch watching Alien versus Predator and Shaw asks him what he's doing. He's like, you didn't go to school today, man. And Harry says he doesn't feel like going. And Shaw is like, you have to go to school. You have to talk to Peter. Remember, we had a deal. And Harry is kind of kind of yells at Shaw and he tells him to get out of his house and Shaw grabs Harry by the shirt and he says, we had a deal. Go to school. And Harry yells back, you're not the boss of me before someone off panel calls to Harry. And it flips around and we see Spider-Man on the ceiling behind him. And he says, who are you talking to? And it cuts back and Harry's by himself. Zach, this got me really good. I was like, definitely like, oh my gosh, Shaw isn't real. It totally got me. It's fun, isn't it? I bet that made it up. Is. I'm going to make a prediction that when you do your your like writing for this episode, you're going to say, I hated the the <laughs> teen drama stuff, but this made up for it. I, I will see when we get to it. Okay. <laughs> um, but man, this this was a good one. I mean, and then and then you do look back at the things he said. Where he's like, I don't exist. Shield doesn't, you know. It has I don't to be exist. you. Shield doesn't know who I am. It has to be you. And and it's like, oh, right. There's a double meaning there, obviously. But you never would have thought of it. You just right. think he's like a secretive guy that that no one knows about. So it's pretty good. He's literally just a voice in Harry's head. He can't do things on his own. He can just guide Harry to do them. So you don't think it's like, is it like that or is it like a fight club situation where Shaw is sometimes in control, like doing his own stuff? I mean, it is, but I also think I just described fight club. Like, okay. Tyler is directing the narrator, whether he knows it or not. Tyler himself can't do anything. He like, he gets the narrator to do it and then he makes him forget that he did it ah uh, okay well look at this what is this a fight club podcast if it was we couldn't talk about it yeah <laughs> um so spider-man is there and he's like who are you talking to and it cuts back to harry and he's by himself and 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 then we kind of see shaw pop up but he's not like his whole body's not there. He's kind of like a floating head talking. And he and Harry are kind of like yelling at each other, having an argument. And Peter's trying to talk to him, but, but Harry and Shaw are kind of arguing too much. And it's sort of chaotic. And Shaw's yelling at Harry to tell him you were there. And then we cut to a memory of Harry's. And he walks into the lab before Otto and Norman begin the experiment where the explosion happens. and. The explosion happens, and I can't really tell what 
was happening in this, Zach. Okay. It seems like maybe Harry's like getting deformed, but is that even Harry? It doesn't look like him very much, and that guy has black hair, so I don't know. You, I figured you'd have a good explanation for these couple panels. I have a theory, but I don't think it fully makes sense. So I think what they're trying to tell us is because he was there when Norman's experiment backfired and made him the goblin. It killed most of the other people in that room, but Harry survived and somehow he also maybe got some of the like goblin stuff. He maybe got like some of the odds because of DNA stuff on him. Maybe. I mean, that's. I was I mean, going to say use Norman's DNA for something so Harry didn't die. That'd be an easy explanation. If that's the explanation, I like it because I'm wondering then Otto Octavius is right there too. He survived the explosion. Why doesn't he have goblin powers? But if it's maybe his metal arms. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He could have metal arms and be a goblin. That'd be insane. Yeah. I mean, it looks like that's what Norman was working towards. He was making his own metal arms. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So, okay, let's just let's explain it away and say our official reading of this is that the explosion. So wait, is this look at look at this panel. Look at page 21. Are you on it? It's the yeah. one where it like shows it. Is that Harry down there in like the bottom middle panel? Is he being deformed like at the moment? Is that him that we're seeing his face? I, Something happened to it? I think it is. Why is his hair black? I coloring mistake. I don't know. <laughs> or or maybe just like shadows. But it just seems like like that does not look very much like Harry. It seems like that could be drawn better to to make sure that we know that that's Harry. Yeah. But maybe I'm just stupid. No, I agree. It, it could have been clear. I mean, this whole thing could be clear. Like here we are having to like come up with hand wavy explanations for how he got goblin powers just by being there. Yeah. Well, um, so then we cut out of the memory and um, we're back in the real world and Harry's on his knees and fire is like starting to emerge from him and Shaw is above him yelling and Peter's looking on in horror. And Harry's yelling, continued. cellar door. Oh, he is. That's <laughs> I thought he was just like yelling random like sounds, but but you're right. That's funny. Yeah. I I know I said I liked the cellar door thing last issue, but the more they use it for and they're like, oh, it's a trigger for this and it's a trigger for this. It's a trigger for this, too. It just and gets, Harry just screams it. Yeah, it, it gets a little dumber every time. Yeah. Um. Why? I. Yeah, I, I gave this one an eight out of ten for the heel turn. <laughs> So what what should we uh what should we maybe eight out of ten cellar doors? Sure. Okay. Eight out of ten things that that phrase unlocks. Yeah, eight out of ten different different powers of cellar the cellar door phrase. Yeah. You just say it enough, and he's like cycling through every power and ability <laughs> in the world. So what do you think? Um. I I just I I I will say you know we're now four out of six issues through. Where's the hobgoblin? <laughs> right. Well, it it's kind of like I think we've had other arcs. I think the Venom arc. It took a long time to actually see Venom, and then it was just there in like the last two issues or something. Or Carnage for sure. Carnage was a lot of just Doctor Connors doing sneaky stuff in the lab, and then it yeah. finally popped off. Um. Yeah. I have a feeling we're seeing him next week, though. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's the last two issues of the arc. It'd be real yeah. disappointing <laughs> if we didn't. Um, I, I think I'm with you. I'll give this like an eight out of ten because I remember the first time I read it, it the twist that Shaw wasn't real also took me by surprise because it's very well written up to that point to where um, I I always kind of I was a little bit like. I felt like there was something going on with Shaw, but I never guessed that it was that he didn't exist. I I did not. Yeah, I did not 
notice it at all. I I a hundred percent just thought it was like Osborne's like right hand man that like was you know I don't know. I think my first inclination help. was that he had his own agenda. But I mean then that ends up not being right. Yeah. Um okay. So we get to finish it off next week. Yep. Hob gobble gobble gobble. Ha <laughs> Uh, this was a good this was a good Thanksgiving issue a lot of opportunity for goblin jokes that we didn't make yeah made a couple but have you seen the um, Instagram reel where it's like someone has an action figure of the green goblin and he's like talking to you know Spider-Man he's like Spider-Man you have to help me it's it's the mind goblin he's like sure Mr. Osborne (laughs) we'll help you what's a mind goblin and he goes mind goblin these nuts <laughs> and it like throws the pumpkin bombs and blows them up that's really funny i've been saying that all week to shyla i'm just <laughs> mind goblin these nuts uh, Zach. <laughs> oh that's good okay do we have anything on spider-man anything else um i don't think so so listeners we are about to hop off and then hop right well, do back. Do we have on. anything extra? Do we have anything anything interesting for this issue? For this episode? What do, what do you got? I don't know. It felt like that was li- <laughs> Doctor Who comes Doctor Who comes on tonight. Yeah. So I get to tell you all about it next week. Well, I also saw it's going to be on Disney Plus. So I don't need a VPN like you were saying. Oh, that's right. It is coming to Disney+. I remember seeing that like a year ago. You were like Doctor Who was trying to make it way more complicated than it needed to be. I'm, and I definitely okay, would not have gotten never, a VPN. It's never, it's never ever been on Disney. The only place you've ever been able to watch Doctor Who has been the BBC iPlayer, like forever, I think. Or if you have like BBC on cable. So give me a break, okay. <laughs> It's like brand new that it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that is awesome. That's though. like so accessible. Oh, what time does it air? Do you know? Because I was thinking, I was thinking, like, I bet I can check this out almost right when we hop off because in England time, it's like probably already aired. Um, it's I'm, like about to air. I'm not sure. Hmm. I uh, I do. If you're interested, I did ask Alyssa if she would be down to join us for that pod. And I was like, how much Doctor Who have you watched? And at first she said, oh, not that much. I've just watched this Doctor and this Doctor and this Doctor and most of this Doctor and a little bit of that Doctor. And I was like, Alyssa, that's a ton. That's all of it. (laughs) That's all of it. Yeah, you're qualified. No, you should do it. Good, because uh, I don't have that much to talk about. How much? There's only 60 years worth of... (laughs) Yeah, how much Doctor Who have you watched? Um, all the like recent, like all of the since it came back on, like the like two thousand five, the modern I haven't watched stuff. Any of the yeah? How long was it gone I've before only watched then? A couple issues. Okay, Zach. It's let's see, let's see how my memory is serving me here. It came on in nineteen sixty three, November twenty third, nineteen sixty three. Which the only reason I really know that date is because it's one day after president kennedy's assassination which was november 22nd 1963 if only there had been a time lord in existence that could have stopped that wow if you're right he didn't exist yet so he couldn't right um and then it went for like a while so and then it was there for a while and then i think it like went off the air in like the 80s or something and then there was a movie in like the 90s and then it came back on in like 2005 so it was probably off for like 20 years or so so when people say 60 years it's it's not that there's 60 years of doctor start from start to current it's been 60 years it's existed for 60 years it hasn't been coming out for 60 years yes okay well well technically it has been coming out for 60 years but it took some time off. Yeah, not 60 consecutive years <laughs> of like being able to watch Doctor Who. Do you think you'd ever go back and watch it? Well, the- you could always watch it. 
Yeah. Do you think you'd ever go back and watch the old stuff, or do you just like not have an interest in that? Um, I've watched a couple, and it's okay. Yeah. Old stuff is so boring, as I'm sure you know. I, I believe it. <laughs> I barely can watch like television from America from the 60s. I can't imagine how dry British television was back then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I couldn't watch television from America back in the 60s. I say, old things i say that but then um the dick van dyke show is like one of my uh yeah comfort watches you know you know what is fun to watch from back then is like game show network shows i mean they're, they didn't have the game good. show network but just game shows you mean yeah game game shows back in like the 70s oh they're great yeah did you ever watch um <laughs> i survived a japanese game show no What's that? It was like a short-lived thing. I remember it came out like the same time Wipeout came out. And I would watch them like back-to-back. And it was just like an American show, but it was about like people, like American people going to Japan and competing in like Japanese game shows, which are just wild. Yeah. And then it was almost like Survivor, like, oh, you get voted off, or oh, you failed the game show, you're going home. No, I never saw that, but that sounds that sounds funny. Because they'd be doing um, crazy stuff like, oh, you have to pop 60 balloons with your butt faster than anyone else. <laughs> and then you have to, like, jump into this pool full of pudding, and then you're going to get smacked by a giant oh, hand. It, yeah, do you remember do you remember this, like, show back in the day that it was, like, dubbed over like Japanese, a Japanese like, um type of game show where they like run through obstacles and stuff like that and then it's like dubbed it's like dubbed over like with the actual words or like people are like making funny like captions no like not with the actual words yeah like um yeah like they're making jokes about it yeah kind of but it's like it's supposed to be serious, right? Like they're dubbing over like the announcers and everything like that, and it's like supposed to be like funny. I have no memory of that, but that sounds know, maybe you've never seen... that sounds kind of funny. If you find it again, send it to me. Well, it was yeah, it was it was way back in the day. I remember like we'd watch it like growing up with like buddies at a sleepover or something. Yeah, you grew up in a different era than me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. That's okay. Um, okay, are we? Uh, should we go to the bonus? Let's go to the bonus. Do you have anything else? Um, okay, rip to Shaq Leonard, who's not dead. Yeah, well, yeah, he just—he's not an indie anymore. That was that—that that was rough. Yeah, that was surprising. But um, you know. I guess he's not very good anymore. You know what how I know I don't watch football. You know how like a couple hours after he got cut, he was doing his uh, He was out giving turkeys out. Yep. My mom was one of the volunteers working with him. What did he say? Did she get any inside info? She was told before he came. Hey, guys, this is a really hard time for him and his family. Don't bring it up. And so she just at the end, she shook his hand and said, thank you. And he like got pictures with everyone. Apparently it was super nice. Oh, uh, well, it's a bummer. Yeah, poor guy. I hate it. It's a hard um, business. Well, surely he'll get signed elsewhere. Yeah, I hope so. Um. Okay. On that happy note, <laughs> should we <laughs> should we head out? Yeah, let's do it. Go listen to the Turkey Day bonus episode that's next up in your feed. Yep. Thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and Alyssa Seaman for the artwork and. Thank you all for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You can find us first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple music or anywhere else you'd listen to podcasts. Um, you can also come chat with us and leave us a comment on Instagram at first read podcast. Send us an email at first read Spidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube. First read ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See ya in a couple minutes.